0: evan what episode is this again the 71 should be 71 cool cool all right all right very good very good um okay so i got that all set up and we are recording so we'll do our intro what's up guys welcome to spawncast episode 71 we did this we had to pre-record this because uh Three of us will actually be gone this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Max will actually be at QuakeCon, getting some pretty cool footage of different things there. Hopefully, see Doom Eternal. And then Sean and I will be at uh, Long Island Retro, right, Sean?
1: Yep, uh, Long Island Retro Gaming Expo at um, the Cradle of Aviation uh, Center in Garden City, New York.
0: Okay, cool, cool. And uh, by the time you're seeing this, it's Saturday, but I, I believe they have Sunday tickets and stuff, so you can go tomorrow technically if you're in the area and you want to see everybody. And, that,
1: and that's when our panel is. Yes. It's actually yeah it's
0: it's uh Sunday uh twelve thirty PM right so uh half yep. an hour past noon we'll be we'll be hanging out and doing something. Doing <laughs> something. Something. We'll be we'll be on stage <laughs> doing something. I don't know what yet, but Sean has a plan. So I got a plan. He has a plan. All right cool Chaos. cool <laughs> we are joined with uh our guest today is Rax Rax the Great. Rax what's up man What's going on, guys? I'm actually going to be at Long Island Retro Gaming Expo as well. Yeah, so hmm. a, a bunch of pe- a bunch of people are actually uh, going to be there. Jordan, is going to yeah, be there. Yeah, Jordan,
1: Andy. CND, um, Gilly is coming. Uh, John Hancock's going to be there. Pete Dore. Uh, there's a bunch bunch of people coming. Uh, uh, Bob is coming from the Wolf Den also.
0: Yep. You'll be there. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun time, I think, a lot of retro games. It's going to be kind of like kind of like too many games, sort of in in New York, I guess, is the idea. More
1: intimate. Yeah, more intimate. intimate. Smaller. But
0: cool. All right. That'll work. That'll work. Of course, we have Max Dreamcast guy. What's up, man?
2: Uh, living the dream, man. Living the dream. Yeah.
0: And, uh, living that secret Shenmue HD, which yeah. you can't talk about for a while. But oh, it exists. He posted a picture on Twitter, and you could tell just through his tweet how excited he was. So that'll be a fun. That'll be a cool review to see, just because you're such a, you've been around and such a fan of that series for so long. Yes, so oh, man. I, and I'm gonna be trying to do the
2: review subtracting my fanboyism and actually critiquing it as somebody who's new to the series because i feel like that's the biggest question i see people saying is if i played it today and not back in
0: the day is it still good so definitely stay tuned for that because i want to be as impartial as possible that'll be that'll be fun that'll be fun and then evan is here of course what's up evan yep. you're uh you're you're gonna be looking at we happy few this weekend right Again, since the email <laughs> we got didn't have
3: the actual information, they didn't. Information. Ex- they
0: didn't ex- we didn't get the explanation on how to unlock the rest of the game or something, and it was everyone was looking at the alpha build, and now he's looking the build at the build was from build. like a
3: year ago. Yeah, the build was, it was so bad, but I played maybe the first. 20 minutes okay. of the release build it's not bad so far oh so cool. all right very good yeah because there's no embargo now on it so uh
0: yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's uh it's a bit better as the one you were you were basically playing the version where when it would go to darkness or nighttime everyone would just kind of teleport out and people would teleport yeah, all in. the people <laughs> would vanish a bunch of
3: <laughs> oh, just happened to be there it was garbage but this one seems kind of fine so far so i'm going to cool. try to rip through it as fast as i can okay that sounds sounds good to me and then of course you guys already see sean
0: he's in the middle here uh hanging out rgt85 so uh, so what's right. uh, what's everyone been playing so far this week I know it's I know it's technically uh, Thursday so it's not has been the full week yet but what's everyone been uh, playing
2: uh, n- now that I, I can talk about it because top 10 Thursday by the time this goes live top yeah. 10 Thursday will be out but I've been going through and I did a top 10 eShop games video this week and uh, going through and playing a bunch of those there was just some I hadn't recorded gameplay of like Sultan Sanctuary that just technically came out on switch. And uh, playing through that again on Switch is—it's uh, so good. I mean, it's—it's it's Dark Souls. It's like yes. co-op side-scrolling Dark Souls. And I was I, really I, happy to see that come out on the Switch. That was actually pretty cool. It runs so good. That actually kind of surprised me, as I was a little bit worried because I was like, that game actually has some cool like particle effects. No, it runs
0: perfectly on the Switch. Yeah, it's—it's it's pretty neat though. It's—it's it's a good game if you like kind of difficult side-scrolling. side-scrolling. Mm-hmm. Did you check out like any the other ones like Iconoclast or anything like that?
2: I did try those. I didn't end up putting those on the list, but I, I liked those a lot. And I, I was so tempted to put Dead Cells on my list because everyone says so great. But honestly, I can't beat it yet. I've tried so hard. So it's one of the things where it's like I didn't want to put it on a top 10 best games if I hadn't finished it. They're, uh, they're you know. apparently
0: going to be patching that, too, because it, it doesn't quite run at 60 frames most times. So they're going to be fixing that, apparently. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It is a hard game, though. It is. It's, it's difficult. But as you get further and further in it, you get better and better stuff. So. Mm. um eventually you you become pretty powerful right in the beginning and can roll through stuff but it, that's a fun game it's a good game so i'm, I'm like I know sean played a bunch of stuff because he put up okami i actually bought okami this morning i haven't played it yet it's
1: good um, man it looks I, I was so it's it i think the thing that surprised me the most was how good it looks in tablet or handheld mode just because i don't know you kind of get used to you know some of the games being blurrier mm-hmm. or i don't know if that's a word that's uh, smear
0: <laughs> yeah like and
1: i was worried that this would have it but it looks it looks gorgeous and it plays well it definitely like i said in my video it, you know the camera stuff definitely feels dated because it's a game from 2006 and they didn't improve the camera or really do anything with it or give you the option to change anything but besides that i mean it's it's still it's still a fantastic game it's so. a
0: great ps2 game so yeah it makes sense yeah. i mean it's been how on everything is, else hasn't it at this point yep how much is it on switch 20 bucks one? Yeah okay, I'm buying that today. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good. I mean, it's a good price. It is. So, uh, it's a, it seems like a good game to play in handheld. Did you try any of the touch stuff though?
1: Yeah, I it's did because to have, like, touch functionality. Because when you're doing the with the celestial brush, mm-hmm. um, you can do the painting with the touch screen, and it's actually more. I felt it was more accurate. Maybe accurate isn't the good word. Isn't a good word, but it like. It, it, you, you can draw the stuff with your finger better than you can the analog stick
0: okay okay yeah i'll, I'll that's what i was going to probably do is try it the the touch function see how that works out
1: but, yeah it's, uh, it's it's good though i was I, I i you know great game and now it's available on another platform cool
0: what about racks what have you been up to man uh so
4: i have actually been checking out this game Aquamoto racing for the nintendo switch i've been putting some time into it just trying to you know Get through all the different modes, and there's a lot of different unlockables and stuff. Um, I was a big fan of Wave Race '64, so this one kind of caught my eye. I wanted to check it out. Didn't seem like it was very uh, popular, um, but I wanted to see, you know, what it had to offer. It seemed like a pretty interesting title. Also, I've been just playing some other retro things like. Um, I picked up Scarface on the original Xbox so I can play that in HD because it actually goes up to 720p. Yep. Um, So I've been checking out the uh, the pound cable with that game specifically, and it looks pretty good. Um, everybody was always telling me how, like, you know, comparative to Grand Theft Auto, Scarface was, like, a really good game. So I wanted to check it out. So those are the two main ones that I've been switching back and forth and just working a lot, you know?
0: Nice,
4: nice. <laughs> I pu-
1: I put hundreds of hours into Scarface on the Xbox. Like my I, I own every territory. I own every vehicle. My my cash is nearly maxed out. And I, I still boot it up from time to time. Great game. Great soundtrack too. So I, many think I think I
0: played that. I think I was mostly a San Andreas person back then. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's it's so good, man. I, I love that game.
4: Yeah, like, comparative to the Grand Theft Auto series, like, there are some differences. Um, but, yeah, like Sean was saying, it's it's a definitely a, a really good game, especially if you like that style, like, open-world uh, crime game. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, it's it's a pretty solid game for, you know, being as old as it is. Hmm.
0: Okay, very cool. Very, and it looks good on 720. You have the HDMI cable for it and everything? Yeah, I was
4: actually very surprised at how good it looks. Like, the, the facial... Uh, I don't want to say the animations are good, but the clarity of the facial features are really good. Like you can tell that that is, uh, you know, it looks just like Tony Montana from the actual movie, like Al Pacino, um, the facial, the facial structure for main characters, at least are, are very good. But for the most part, you know, it's your average old GTA style, really heavy polygons on a lot of other things. But, um, I mean, it looks as, about as good
3: as an old Xbox game will get, I guess.
0: Any uh, Anything else over there, Evan, other than we happy few?
3: Uh, getting back into Street Fighter since Evo's done. I'm trying to learn a new character other than the one that I know. And our, in the last Spawncast, we brought up the Warframe thing I was working on. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Rule of Two was talking about how a lot of people who are new to the game fall out of it because of how difficult it is with how much is there to really gather all that information. So I decided to take a second look at how I was going to structure it. And there is just a metric ton of information that Digital Extremes tells no one about. Okay. So mm. there's going to be a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's going to be an ongoing thing, huh, for Warframe? Well, I, I'm going to try to have, I think it's either going to be six or seven episodes total. And I'm going to wow. try to have them all just to drop at the same time. Because okay. the more I look into it, every single topic I've written down has at least 10 to 15 minutes of information involved.
0: So you're going to do, like, so. like what to do in the absolute beginning and then, like, what to do after that and then after that. Yep. Okay. and a
3: little bit of delving in major, major aspects of the game that they talk nothing about.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be looking for that information when that mm-hmm. game drops. Um, that'll be interesting to see on the Switch, actually. That'll be fun. Uh, I checked out uh, Flipping Death, played the, a bit of that. It's all right. It has this weird mechanic where you flip the whole world around, and almost like uh, that Paper Mario style on the Wii, where you would kind of go 3D, except you flip it around from the land of the spirits to like the land of the living, and you take people over to kind of like solve puzzles and stuff. It's a very weird game, uh, weird art style, but uh, it's it's okay so far, I guess. Uh, And then, uh, did anyone check out Valkyria Chronicles 4? The demo. Oh
1: shit, I meant to do that.
0: Yeah, I was playing, I, I played the demo, uh, the, actually the progress carries over to the full game, and Ooh. you actually, uh, can unlock a special accessory from playing the demo. But if anyone played the first one, whether it was on the PC, on Steam, or the PS3, it plays very similar to the first one. Again, So, you might, you might like that, I don't know, it, it's, it's a, it's always been a weird bl- uh, blend of action, RPG, strategy style games but with military concepts is it good yeah uh, it's fun it's fun I like the first one Uh, I didn't actually play the other two but everyone says I didn't miss anything (laughs) Uh, the first one was uh, the first one was kind of right in the middle I think with its concepts but I thought it was cool because it was unique from pretty much any other strategy game and it's not necessarily Final Fantasy Tactics where you go around you pick a menu and then tell them to do it and they do it you actually aim and shoot at stuff so this it, sounds
1: like a game I would enjoy.
0: It's fun, it has like the anime uh, aesthetic and art style and everything.
3: Um, it's cool. And the tactics aspects to it is, uh, what was it, it was points based? Where you have X amount of like action points and then as you wear it out going through that's what causes... Yeah, when you when you choose a
0: character you have a bar at the bottom and then you can just run for as long as that bar is full and it keeps slowly draining as you move around on the board but so you want to get behind cover or something before it runs out then you press a button and then you aim with your gun and you and it gives you a chance to it's like almost kind of like xcom but even more actiony than xcom uh, although xcom was annoying because even if you had your gun right in the alien's face it was like 50 percent chance to hit or something like yeah, that the
3: hit, the hit numbers <laughs> even if it's at 100 it was always like a negative yeah <laughs> that you didn't know oh. about yeah
2: it's more actiony than even the xcom though so and also, as a fun hidden gem, uh, Vice from Skies of Arcadia is in there. Like, actual oh, Vice really? is in there with his actual eye patch. He talks like he has the swords and everything.
0: That's where the... Okay, yeah. I, I thought I saw some uh, some some uh, screenshots or artwork for that at one point. Yeah. yeah I was trying to figure out... They look familiar. I was like, what is that from? Okay, Skies of Arcadia. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's neat. At least they're doing something yeah. with that franchise a little bit (laughs) then
2: yeah i mean it's we haven't seen anything since but at least he's in there and he it's cool seeing him in hd you know
0: yeah i played the first chapter on the channel and 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 thought it was pretty cool it runs fine on the switch it's the it's not as visually good as the ps4 obviously but it, it ran fine um a little blurry though i will say that so um environments anyway the characters looked okay i guess uh so uh let's i guess let's get into some of the topics for the week uh, it'll probably end up being a shorter show, like we were talking about, probably about an hour long, so it won't be as long, um, just because it's pre-recorded and everything, and we won't have questions from the audience. Evan has a few from the Discord, but no uh, no questions from the live audience or anything like that. Um, so let's uh, let's start with the IGN Controversy, I guess. We can talk about that. I know OJ wanted Oof. to talk a bit about it, too, but uh, he's actually not here right now or yet. We might still try to get him in here. Um, we'll see. But uh, IGN Controversy, it was found out that uh, their Nintendo editor, Philip Musen... Uh, pretty much plagiarized, almost word for word. I mean, it was concept, everything uh, Mm -hmm. for um, uh, Dead Cells from Boomstick Gaming, was it? Yeah. Boomstick Gaming, yes. Um, And uh, took that. uh, I think he recorded... I think he reviewed the PC version, and that's why his embargo was earlier, because our embargoes for the Dead Cells one was, like, August 6th. But if you just did gameplay, you could put it out, I believe it was August 4th. 4th. That's why uh, the gameplay video showed up on a lot of people's channels and stuff ahead of time and then you could do the review. Um so what's uh what's everyone think of this? It seems like the internet uh pretty much uh, uh beat up Philip real good on Twitter, on YouTube, on pretty much every every platform I think, right? And then IGN yeah. let him go. IGN did the right thing not mentioning his name though in the press <coughs> release. I will say that. Um that was a good idea. <laughs> uh because people will pro people were looking to do everything. People were looking I think at one point to dox him to do everything. So, uh IGN's uh post went everywhere. Uh so that makes sense why they didn't name him but they let they did part ways with them they had to I, they there was no other option I don't think at that point um and uh Philip is Philip will be going away probably for a while so you won't see him for a bit I I don't know if he'll show up on YouTube again um he might I mean he could probably still come back to his channel and not do game reviews or anything honestly and he'd be i think he'd be okay he would just get downvoted a lot probably and get yelled at in the comments but uh (laughs) i mean that just was gonna happen and uh the one thing i've learned about the internet though is there's always something new
3: next week it's
0: it's on (laughs) the internet's always on to the next thing on to the next thing on to the next thing so honestly if he just you know disappears for months he'll probably come back and people might even forget who he was but not everyone (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not everyone. I mean, you know, you'll stop people in the comments and stuff. But honestly, if he didn't review games or anything going forward, even if he didn't even do games on his YouTube channel, he'd probably still at least be able to somewhat be back. But what do you guys think about the whole situation?
1: Um, you know, it sucks. But, um, you know, at the same time, it, it, I would say it sucks because I think, you know, most of us knew him on at least some of a personal level, um, some better than others uh so when it's someone you know you know it's always it's always a shit show um yeah we, but didn't, we sti- didn't
0: we didn't talk to him as much when he went to ign because he was so busy there um right we talked to him a lot more before he went to ign uh i mean
1: the the thing of it is is like you, you can't do shit like that and i mean w- one of the things that i that i find interesting is you know i think you know i did a video on it max you did a video on it john you did a video on it and i saw in some of the comments. On on John's video, um, where people were like, "Yeah, you know, RGT and uh, RGT threw him under the bus," blah blah blah. And it's kind of like when you have a situation, especially with someone that you're, you know, at least an acquaintance with. You know, people handle situations differently. I've always been, you know, a sort of uh, you know tough love person. Whereas other people are, you know, they don't do that, and that's that's fine. You know, different strokes for different folks. And I don't think any of us like you know wanted to you know have his world come crumbling down but in the same breath you got to call out shit like that because if it wasn't someone that we knew you know it probably would have been more intense and it probably would have been more you know know, more anger based because because of the situation so you know at the end of the day he he fucked up basically um if this has happened before i know i saw rumors um i think it was nintendo life said that he Uh Uh, plagiarized. Uh, Kotaku figured it out. called out out
3: the Nintendo Life thing, Mm -hmm. yeah. They found it, yeah.
1: Yeah, so like, you know, you know, if he have been doing it before, I guess you never really know how people get into these situations, and (laughs) you know, it sucks, but it is what it is, and you know, life goes on, you fucked up, maybe you've done this before in the past, maybe this shows that you weren't necessarily cut out for things Mm -hmm. like this, because of whatever reason. So, you know, not a knock against him as a person, but you know, it, it, as a, as a video game industry person in any sort of regard, he's probably done. And I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's the best thing for him. Uh,
2: so my I mean, thing is I'm very sympathetic in this whole situation. It's, it's hard to hate him completely. Cause all the, although this is such a huge screw up, I feel like he just was in over his head. I mean, I can't help, but see it any other way, but I bet he probably thought it was going to be like, 20 percent harder than youtube or 50 percent harder than youtube and he got the job and it turned out that it was like five thousand percent harder well, he than YouTube. told me he
0: told me he thought he was going to be like doing a lot of video stuff and yeah. when he got there he doesn't do any video stuff he just did writing and stuff like that and he was like oh yeah
2: oh, <laughs> And he told us all sorts of stuff that I, I won't repeat all of it, but he did tell us all the time about just having like 15 projects dropped on his desk and having to deal yeah. them in one day. just literally like, okay, you need to write these six news reports and turn them in and we'll space them out and then look at these press releases and then also start looking at this port and then go like organize and host the Nintendo voice chat podcast. So I think it was one of the things where, I, I just, I don't want to insult the guy's work ethic or anything, but I think he was just in, he was too deep. I just don't think he, he had the tools for it. And he tried to cut a corner once and it cut him back. You know?
4: Yeah. I think that's exactly what I was going to add to it. Just like what Max was saying, because like, if you really think about it, even when he was talking to us last time, when we were all in the spawn cast together, um, you know, he, he was talking about the pressure that it, you know, that they had at IGN, just like trying to meet these deadlines and having all these projects. And basically like, it kind of seems like, Oh, well let me just get this review, chop it up a little bit, change a few words here and there, meet the deadline just so I can stay afloat. And it just kind
2: of, you know, it reminds me, I read it. I read a thing about how – this is going to sound like ridiculousness, but I read a thing about how most people who are addicted to meth are totally normal like office workers. Like people <laughs> will literally smoke meth just to try and get deadlines and then like live a normal life at night of like, okay, I'm going to watch TV and decompress <laughs> so I can actually handle my job. And I'll just do a little bit of meth. Like most meth people are not like the crazy tweaked out weirdos you see on TV. They're normal people who just cannot handle their own stress. And it sounds like he uh, his meth pipe was cheating on reviews. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so that of job oh. for
3: that, jo- that job though is exacerbated because they're headquarters in one of the most expensive places to live and living in the country and they're not paid like anything for what me. they do and the amount of work they do. So it's almost like a trap where you have to keep working and if you're stuck or you're not gonna be able to hand something in that could mean drastically negative things for your life there so it's got that like extra i edge mean is it. this
4: like a reflection of ign and how they're treating their employees as well because i mean have you guys seen all of the people that have been posting videos this is why i left ign i left ign i've been seeing it pop up like a it, few female employees that left uh like i've seen a, quite a few videos of um, people it is going on youtube of that you know what i mean
2: I've talked to a lot of the people I know about here and there who work at IEG and in GameSpot. And the main thing I actually hear from people is that it's hard, but it is a job that's manageable and it is yeah. a very rewarding job. It's one of the things where it's I've used this analogy of YouTube when I first started it and it first started really blowing up for me it felt like I had to lift a car every week and every week I was like, I don't know if I can do it this week. I'm getting tired and I still managed to do it. And I've heard that like GameSpot and I are jobs like that where it's difficult and it's a heavy boulder, but as long as you focus, you can do it and it's extremely rewarding. And I just think that some people are able to swim in that. And, and on the topic of price, I think an extra amount of pressure to him was, if I remember correctly. He sold his house and like moved his wife and everything. Like Philip yeah. gave everything to get that job, yeah. and once he got it, I think as
0: soon as he started
2: slipping behind it all, his brain just went into panic mode. Yeah,
0: mm. it
4: makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think IGN's more of a stepping stone rather than a final destination. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pe- there's probably a lot of people online who see it as like the dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would say honestly, at this point, you could just you can do YouTube and work on that for yourself and probably have a better experience doing that to be honest but i know there's a lot of people who want to get in the industry and ign i guess is a good way to get your foot in the door but um even Kotaku posted something at one point about y- trying to unionize like the gaming industry or something uh <laughs> yeah. because apparently at, at kataku i don't really know where kataku is based out of because you'd have to look to see what their uh what the like the average cost of living is where they're based and people have to move to uh but they said their their average starting salary i think is 50,000
3: yeah, they did a, I thought they had like 80. a writer's strike or something at one uh, point to bring that up for everyone.
0: I saw, I saw Jason Schreier talking about that, how the average, uh, or I guess it's just the starting minimum is 50k a, a year, um, well, and, which is pretty good ha- for that. Half of the Kotaku writers, half of their, like, main writers are remote.
2: They literally just live in different spots where they need them to report from. So they don't also have the same stipulation of physically having to go in the office and talk to your boss. So they don't have the same living expenses.
0: Yeah, because 50K in San Francisco is nothing. <laughs> you would be – you would you would struggle heavily. That's, like, uh, out there, I don't know how you'd survive even on that. Like, I think you'd have to make, man, probably in San Francisco, probably a minimum of $80,000 a year
3: to live. Yeah. I have a friend out there that programmed for one of the biggest uh, sort of like online defensive companies, like any kind of online uh, sort of firewalling and stuff. He programmed for them, and he lived in a shoebox. He was like head of one of their major co- groups, and he made tons of money. He couldn't move out of a small apartment. It's mm. crazy out there. Yeah,
0: it's expensive to live out there. But uh, I, don't know, I, I think at this point, also, I think people are wanted to uh, – I think it blew up as big as it because it was IGN. You know, people uh-huh. like to yeah. kick IGN a lot and beat them up and everything. And that was just a, that was that was easy for a lot of people to attack IGN over. But IGN's made up of a bunch of different essentially contractors, so it's uh there's a lot of people that work there. So unfortunately, to a lot of people, you see like Brian uh, Altano, uh Max Scoville, those people, people are even, you know, probably have tainted opinions of them now too just cuz they're associated with IGN despite this just being a, a essentially a rogue writer who did this. So uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault everyone at IGN or anything for this because it's. It's mostly. It's. I mean, it's pretty much all Philip's fault at that point. So, like, I don't think people at IGN were like, "We're gonna go copy this. Let's do it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no catch us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, everyone. <laughs> um, and because I even saw uh, on IGN when they were posting, uh, gameplay for something completely different. I think people were still commenting down in the comments. Oh, did you? Where'd you copy this from? Stuff like that. So.
2: Dude, all their live streams, all their videos, all of everything are getting downvoted into oblivion. And did you see? I I went and looked at all the IGN people's twitters, and they're just like, "Cool, we're literally going to be pulling this boulder
0: for years now." Mm. Yeah, so
2: it's uh, mm.
1: unfortunately it is it is maybe not to the the uh, the degree that people are making out to be, but it does Mm -hmm. it does sort of reflect on them. I mean, you know, you have a, a manager of a McDonald's you know, say something bad to a customer. Oh, McDonald's cusses out customer. I mean, it's just how it is, unfortunately. Um, But it's definitely not to the degree that some people are making it out to be like...
0: I don't, even know, I don't even know how the uh, – because he told me at one point that there was uh, a review editor you hand your review into and they go over it and everything and then you know make mm. corrections or change this or that or the other. Apparently getting a score finalized is very difficult there because it goes back mm. and forth a lot. Uh, he ended up with a 9.7 there. Uh, but he, he told me on July – I had a Twitter message from him. On July 17th, we were talking about Dead Cells, and he was, says, like, this might be my first 10. So he had been playing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how he came to the conclusion to, to lift the guy's review um but uh he had uh, he he had told me before and i don't know how i don't know how the review editor would be able to know that it was pulled from a video when even if you ran even if you typed it all out and ran it through like a plagiarism check or whatever it wouldn't come back with anything because there's nothing on the internet with that in writing it was all like talked over a video so that's probably a, a, I guess maybe a loophole or something he was figuring would would work out um but now with youtube it's pretty it's pretty easy now for people to spread the word so Um,
2: yeah it i i just definitely have to say a million times over like good good job on boomstick gaming more than anything because i feel like if he hadn't called that out nobody would have known like his audience's voices may not have gotten loud enough for that to got the reach it was so good on him for making such a clear and concise video so quickly like like Props to him. He handled that situation better than anybody else could have. Like if I were in that scenario and someone stole my video, I'd be like top 10 reasons you're going to chew on my balls, IG.
0: You know, it would have been. a. Not a video. He got a bunch of uh, followers and subscribers and stuff for it, too. So good for him. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out for him i guess kind of
3: <laughs> technically they did you know um well they said they were in talks with possibly giving revenue for that video to him there was some kind of talk going on i mean at this at this point he's probably like
0: i'm good guys we're good yeah, thanks good. <laughs> thanks we're good uh yeah so he didn't even, he was actually probably one of the nicest people out of everything there were a lot of people just getting getting mad for him he was like i don't really want philip to get fired or anything um he, but he had to be fired for that obviously you can't what? keep him around Last yeah. last thing before we yeah. move on,
2: yeah. I suggest everybody check out Boomstick Gaming's channel. He made a video called "Like Support Me on Patreon." I saw he, that. <laughs> he and goes, "Hey, check out some of my recent videos." That it's a bunch of clips of IGN yeah. videos. It's yeah. Like, oh. yeah. yeah, that was
0: good. That was good. Um, so uh, move on from that. Uh, what do you guys think about Emu Paradise getting shut down? Uh, tata- the the reason people go to it, it being shut down. They pulled their ROMs essentially com- completely um more than likely it's because of of the recent legal battles and stuff some sites are going on they explained it all in their post how the the risk of all that just isn't worth it to them anymore um and they they have a they still have their forum uh they still offer emulators and everything so there's still i guess kind of a reason to go there if you need an emulator you, you really enjoyed frequenting the forums but that's a shame amy paradise been around for a long time Eighteen years. Um, yeah, a long time. So this is this is kind of a big deal in that sense because I actually remember that when I was when I was very young. That was one of the first emulator ROM sites I came across uh, way back in the day. So um, what do you what do you guys think about about this whole situation? It's it's almost like ROMs are surprisingly at now uh, being a target and kind of going away a bit. I don't know. It's weird. That was one of the biggest archives I've ever seen of ROMs.
1: Yeah, I think um, I made a video on it like three in the morning because i couldn't (laughs) sleep um and i uploaded it today um or thursday i I, I think i think people are sort of underestimating um the impact a lot of people are like oh you know it's not that big of a deal but you know it's if it's you know one or two websites I, i don't i don't think anyone expected um any websites to shut down in fear of what happened to love roms you know what i'm saying i think they expected just love roms to go away and then more sites will pop up but if a big website like that is starting to feel the burn you know that's going to trickle down and honestly it could be a very different landscape for for roms and emulation in six months from now if you know other websites follow suit because there's obviously a reason why they decided to do this You you know could there have been some sort of uh cnd sent to them or you know something or maybe they heard something of the grapevine who knows because all we have to go is, on is their um press release but i don't know I, I think it's a bigger deal than people are making it out to be though mm-hmm. okay could have been they heard oh these this website is getting sued for over
4: a hundred million dollars i guess we should probably pack up and just kind of sit tight for right now
2: all right <clears throat> It. uh this reminds me very much of uh my old roommate was obsessed with vhs collecting he actually had thousands of vhs and he told me about the fact that like uh when they really started cracking down on bootlegging and anybody trying to post that content online and seeing the first dmcas a lot of these movies ended up getting lost forever because people were literally creating digital archives of games and movies that there were almost single digits of sometimes. Like there's this, uh, this guy who made this really weird horror movie called black devil doll from hell, which is basically about a little puppet puppet that like, uh, fingers chicks and stuff and it's a super evil and it's super rare ultra ultra rare and you can't post it online anywhere so if you can't find a physical copy of it it's just gone forever and i feel like we're going to start seeing that as we know we're all always talking about cartridge rot all of these nes games all these genesis games are going to all start dying out eventually and when that happens there is no digital
0: backup anymore my yeah, my I uh, the
4: Star Wars movies, the original Star Wars. Yes, before, I uh, Yeah, like before, and, like when Jabba the Hutt was an actual human being and uh, there weren't like dinosaurs walking around Tatooine, like near the cantina and stuff like you can't
3: see those anywhere unless you have like a laser disc or a VHS of it from like a long time ago. Yeah, same with the Doctor Who stuff, because I know they had this yep. push to try to get anyone with VHS of old Doctor Who episodes to hand them in so they could make them digital, because they were all vanishing. What I would do mm-hmm. is I would get, uh, you can actually get
0: a, a little board from, I think it's Infinite NES Lives or something like that. You can actually dump your ROM cart. You can actually dump your actual cartridges to your computer with it. So, yeah. it might be worth looking into just in case if if you're concerned about uh, your collection having cartridge rot or stuff like that but we saw Nintendo even at one point allegedly go and download a ROM from one of these sites and then sell it on the eShop so I mean what happens if all these sites go away there's no easy way to get it and then Nintendo goes to release something and they're like oh we can't find this game <laughs> what do we do do they just recreate it
1: yeah like I don't know it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty weird like and it's like there are times to- like can I play? uh Super Mario Sunshine right now on anything. You know, no, mm-hmm. I can't. There's no way for me to play Super Mario Sunshine to buy a copy of that game so that it gives Nintendo any money. There's literally That's zero true. way to do that. Yeah, right. Yet yet I can't, you know, you would rather me buy it from some random person than download it. Like what does it matter to you? You're not you're not making money off of it. I don't know. It's such a such a you know and there's other example. You know, there's tons of Nintendo games that Aren't available on an e-shop. There is no fucking e-shop on the Switch. There's one on the 3DS for NES and the SNES. There's one on the Wii U. That's yeah. it. You know, like I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a. It seems like you know. You you can say something. You you can do something. You're within your legal right to do it. But is it worth doing?
2: My thing is, it drives me nuts that we're not seeing. Uh, companies resell this stuff. Like, that's my biggest hill that I die on is I'm obsessed with Final Fantasy. I've bought in Final Fantasy VII, like, 15 times. But (laughs) on the physical version, the PlayStation 3 version, I bought it on my PS Vita, and then I bought the PS4 port. Each one of those are very minimal upgrades. They're basically just HD resolution and the later versions have cheat codes, but I still buy it for $10 or $15 every single time because you're even providing it. It's something that people want. So I hate that. Like I do have that ax to grind of, I hate that we still don't have virtual console. Like if you're going to burn this stuff out of existence, let me buy it. Don't just make it. So it doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. I'd
0: like to see Mario sunshine, get that, that sweet HD remake. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome because uh,
3: yeah, all they're doing at this point is changing the market landscape for that type of thing, because even if the websites are gone, USB sticks exist, people can go to conventions, there might be people selling that crap there. <laughs> I went to an art convention a long time ago where a guy was selling USB sticks with full runs of comic books on them, <laughs> Those, That money—that money that money wasn't Whoa. going to the artist, that money wasn't going to anyone, he was just selling them.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like,
3: it just changes that.
0: There's still torrent sites, there's still places to find everything, even if all the websites went away, people
3: would still share them. Yeah, I've it's, checked it's, a few of the ROM sites I used to use, they're still up and running, so- yeah. It's fine for now, I guess. Mm. Uh so we want to
0: move on to the Smash Bros direct cuz I know there were, that was uh, uh very exciting for people this week who are really into Smash Bros. Even if you weren't, I guess because uh Castlevania is Oh yeah. is now in there. Apparently Rax almost got in trouble at work apparently, uh hanging Not up on customers fun. over there.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, you can't get in trouble when you're the boss, but um yeah, <laughs> I was I was on the phone and this lady was like asking me about PS3s or something and I just see like Diamond rip off the hood, like the hooded like garment that he was wearing, and I just see it. I was like, (gasps) and I just like end up like hanging up on this lady on accident, and I'm just like freaking out. I'm telling you, like I haven't been that excited for any kind of announcement, and like I can't even remember the last time I got like jumping up and down excited because like I like I'm I'm very aligned with Sean on this when it comes to Smash Bros. Like I'm not the biggest Smash Bros. player by any means. But when you take some one of my favorite things of gaming of all time and add it into this game, it gives me more incentive to play. And like I know that a lot of people were just like, "Ah, it's just another character, whatever, whatever." but to me it's it's a huge deal. like I so, don't know so Simon yeah, but that, Simon
0: kind of leaked out ahead of time because they put the the music kind of leaked out. But uh, I think the thing that everyone was surprised about was that Richter is an echo fighter.
4: Oh yeah, so that
0: was pretty That's cool. That's insane. Yeah, Alucard's a uh, an assist trophy. <laughs> uh, so and the stage looks awesome. Amazing. Oh, and Luigi got killed brutally. So it was yeah, a, he he I he died. Actually... He he was scared to death, and then they still ripped his soul out of him. <laughs> okay, so check this out.
4: So I don't know if you guys noticed this, but towards the end of that reveal, you see the God mask come into mm-hmm. the window, and you see purple like kind of bleeding out of its eye. And the God Mask, I don't know if you guys are, like, familiar with a lot of the Castlevania lore, but it, it's believed to bring people back to life. Now, what do you guys think that's any kind of, like, hinting at,
3: it, like, the that, purple? That's actually camera? a question from, Di- we have three questions from yeah. this for this specifically. People are saying the blurred mode says spirits. We've been uh-huh. we've seen multiple characters die in the reveals, like Mario getting yeah. stabbed and Luigi having his yep. soul ripped out. What if the story is saving all the other characters from the afterlife and bringing them back, hence unlocking them?
2: I, I 100% Ooh. believe that. 100%. When that I read would that be theory, awesome. Yeah, a million percent. Well, and I'd also like it if uh, it we basically fight, we fight a bunch of monsters and stuff, and then we end up fighting their shadow form to basically beat their evil and bring them back to the land of living. Like, I a million
0: percent
3: think that's what it's going to be.
0: This has to have a single player, right? Because it's Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Ultimate, it is the ultimate version of Smash. I mean, you, you have to have a single player, then, right?
3: Yeah, but how ridiculous can it be? Like, is it just going to be a story, or are you gonna be able to select places to go and things to yeah. do? Like I don't how know. In depth are this, they really gonna get? I impressed? like
0: that theory though, where you're bringing people back to life to put them onto the the character mm-hmm. select. Because they said that it's gonna start with the, like the eight original characters from like the sixty four version, and they keep tacking people on. That would be really cool if you start as like Mario and you go around like bringing people back to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I hope they do that. I really do. the The internet really seemed to explode about uh, King K. Rule coming into uh, Smash. <laughs> yeah. That seemed to be yeah. another one of those characters, like Ridley, almost that people really wanted in this, but they didn't think he'd ever show up. That's uh, actually another
3: question. And the clip before oh. King K. Rule was revealed, it's been called out as the Rivals montage. Looks like with the inclusion of additional Nintendo villains, they're pushing the Rivals concept. You think this could hint towards a single player mode, which we're really <laughs> talking about now.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. there is a single player mode in there. Everyone was saying the blur thing probably has something to do with that. Uh, more than likely, yeah, they they had to blur that out. Um, but the
4: uh, way that no. they trolled yeah. the audience with uh, King DDD, like as he like took off the helmet, yeah. so, you know, I was I was laughing so hard. You know what they should? When it actually happened, I was like, oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what they should have done was in the um in the uh, the level with Castlevania, they should have had Waluigi show up making it look like he was going to be in it and then the grim reaper yeah. kills him
3: yeah <laughs> that yeah, would have been
0: awesome <laughs>
2: you that meme going around where it's sakurai and he because you know everyone zoomed down in the background and mm. sakurai has a straight yellow oh, and purple a straight purple on and so <laughs> someone had it already sitting there and he goes since you keep begging me i have decided to instead to kill waluigi and turn him into yeah. these two chairs
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wonder if they do you think he will eventually reveal waluigi before it's all said and done
2: I don't. I think it will be DLC. You think I don't so? Think they, I don't think they have time. I think the game most, is...
3: Well, most likely, case scenario, it might just be a Luigi Echo. Like, they might just do that. They could do that. He could be a Luigi Echo, I think. But
2: but he's got to have different moves. He's got to uh, be able to throw roses and use his tennis racket. You know, I, that's I my thing. Is, as a Waluigi hardcore fan, like, that's the only amiibo I really own. I love Waluigi. I want him to be different. I don't want mm. him to be an Echo fighter.
0: Okay, okay. What what? Why do you like Waluigi since he's never had his own game?
2: Because uh, he's such a ridiculous character. I love him because uh, he's the only character that's actually based in absurdism. Like, everybody else in the universe sort of actually has a rhyme and a reason. Like, even Wario being the evil cousin of Mario, it seems like there's some logic to it. Waluigi is the only character where his name doesn't make sense. His face looks like he stole somebody's nose and it's rotting off. Like, he only plays sports, but he sucks at him. Like, he's great because he doesn't make sense.
0: He's hilarious. He has his <laughs> rose and everything in the tennis. Yeah, yeah he's
2: awesome awesome it, and uh, i always loved you have to unlock all the taunts one by one in uh mario party 6 and i always like his because you can press it at any time and it goes wow luigi number one <laughs> and so i usually just spam tab it so i go Wah, 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 <laughs> wah
0: luigi please stop and then uh the tons of content is this going to be one of the i mean is this going to be the fighting game with the most content ever on release because yes. they were saying yeah. there's 900 tracks of music that equals like 28 hours if you if you put it all back to back to back to back. And uh, they even showed this. I think it's ridiculous, but you can apparently plug your headphones in your Switch with the screen off and listen to it like it's an MP3 player. (laughs) I don't think anyone's actually traveling with it like that.
3: that, That's actually a thing, though. What is your most anticipated music series in the Smash Ultimate series?
0: Castlevania. Yeah. yeah, yeah, They have 34 tracks, and they said they were super excited to work on it. That's going to be an awesome, awesome set of uh, of music there on that level. That doesn't be so cool.
2: I... We we have now confirmed there's only going to be two soundtracks from Final Fantasy. Um, I'm hoping as weird as it is, I'm I'm excited for those. I'm hoping that Square Enix loosens their grip and gives us more. I would love to see like
0: uh, Midgar stage that has like for at least four or five tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. They have that. Uh, what are the, what are we up to now? How many characters? I know it's over seventy, right? It's like seventy three or seventy four, something like that. With Echo Fighters, it's a lot oh. of characters. All that matters to me is a hundred and three stages. Yeah, that was crazy. When they showed all this stuff, it was like, wow, this is insane how much stuff is in this game. And then we have, you know, I mean, we're so used to fighting games where they have two seasons of DLC and they only put like 12 characters, 16 characters to start or something like that. And they're mm-hmm. dropping 70 plus characters, just a ton of content. Did you see all the customization options and everything, too. And they have the uh, the training mode where it looks like a, a blueprint almost in the background. And you can see like uh, down to how far they'll fly. Based on percentages and everything this is a a very deep deep game they have the party mode almost where you switch between people and you have like the almost the almost the what like in sports you have like the suicide pool where you pick teams and you can't pick them again they have that kind of for the characters where they'll the characters get eliminated you can't use them again and it is a really really serious looking game in terms of content we still don't know anything about the online or the single player that we assume is in there
2: yeah i I think this is. I've seen people floating this around, and I'm actually I I've drunk the Kool Aid in this. I think this is going to be the last <laughs> Smash Bros. It should be. It should be. Yeah, it
1: should be. Yeah, it
0: can't. They can't follow this. Do you Do you need another one though? When you can just build off of this as almost a. I mean, this could be Nintendo's first real live service type game where they continue to add characters and they just simply take that game when the next system comes out, put it all into one, port it to the next one, add characters when the next system comes out, put it all into one, all that in one, port it. And you just continue on with this one i mean melee has been melee has been an evo for what 17 years now or something crazy yeah <laughs> so as, as long
2: as we get an acto- octopath uh character i know that's probably gonna be dlc down the line because i don't have time to make it but give me an octopath character where each of my attacks i become
0: a different one of the heroes that'd be cool uh- That'd be cool, but, like, that's all stuff they can do, and honestly, if they don't have to continue working on the engine and everything over and over again, all the little tweaks and everything like that, when you rebuild it, they could probably spend a lot of time on some new characters and get creative with it even, so. I think that's kind of where they should go at this point. I mean, the guy, I mean, how many Smash Bros do you think he has left in him, honestly, with how hard he works on it? Um, Seven. Seven seven <laughs> uh he he works pretty hard on these at this point um i feel like he should be able to kind of ride off in the sunset collect his uh collect his royalty checks and that's about it so Doesn't i really need to yeah i like the idea of a service-based one where they just keep moving it over i think that'd be really cool i think
1: that'd be good. guys we got some breaking news here and i don't i don't know how you guys are gonna handle it this, this i'm absolutely shocked right now um but uh, Steep has been officially canceled for the Nintendo <laughs> no. I saw that earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was cheap. actually uh, I was actually told about this about a month ago. No, how could um, you
1: not tell us all?
0: It was pretty. I mean, I even mentioned it at one point. But it was pretty obvious. I had a few people that were talking about it. Well, who you call it, Liam Robinson's? Robinson said he's known about it since the beginning of the year. um yes. it's pretty obvious that that was that game. I mean, it was it was pretty obvious that game wasn't coming out. But uh I was I was surprised they never made a statement. I think they wanted us to forget about it. <laughs> I think yeah, that was the plan. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll all forget about it. All we showed them was a logo. Uh, people are also comparing it to Dark Souls. Don't compare it to Dark Souls. We've seen Dark Souls actually be played we never even saw a screenshot for steep so i have a feeling they just couldn't get it to run on the switch and that was kind of the end of it so
3: um, before we uh before we move too far along <laughs> from the uh, smash brothers stuff the last question i have here curious do you all think that there were a lot of easter eggs foreshadowing of future switch games in the smash direct like dark samus being the main antagonist in metroid prime 4 or just driving interest into a possible metroid prime trilogy konami possibly with a new remastered Castlevania, or how about many uh hitting luigi's mansion on the switch castlevania was a rumor last year for the switch i remember that
0: there was a rumored game for that and they would have already planned it before this character showed up this character would be uh in some way uh advertisement for their game that would release like next year or something uh they they didn't it's not like they put the character in and now they're like oh yeah let's do castlevania now
3: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> okay Castlevania is actually the
2: only one that I do think. I've heard some rumblings that uh, Konami is currently working on two Castlevanias for the Switch. They're very early stages development, and I've heard one is a collection of sorts. So I don't know if that means it's going to be a remaster the way, uh, like, see, this is uh, the Castlevania Dracula X Chronicles is actually like a remaster of Rondo of Blood and uh, Symphony of the Night. So it's not quite the same game. So maybe it'll be something like that. And the other one, I don't know anything about. So I don't know if the other thing is a port of the cell phone game or if it's going to be something new or 3D. But I've heard that, that that they do have two things cooking, but what I don't know what that means yet.
4: I play that Dracula X game before I go to bed. <laughs>
0: it's a good one. It's so good. <laughs> Castlevania like would sell well. That. that would that would do really well on the Switch if they if they actually yeah, do solid. that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know about Metroid. A Castlevania coming to the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Metroid Prime Four is gonna uh, go down that road. Um, but I mean, we know nothing about it, so it could. Uh, it's, yeah. it's possible. I don't even think we'd see anything new about Metroid Prime Four until maybe next E3. I think it's gonna be a while still. Um, I think they literally showed us the logo, like, only a year after development or something. <laughs> I don't think it was very long. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll probably see. It, I think it's going to be next holiday's release, Metroid Prime 4. We haven't even seen much, like, we haven't even seen any gameplay for that, have we? No, nothing. We just that saw the uh, we yeah. saw the logo. That was it. Yeah. So, that, very early. They told us about it, w- like, a long time ago, just because fans it was completely be <laughs> absent from this,
4: this year's E3, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah.
0: That yeah. wasn't there. The new Star Fox game wasn't there uh yeah. smash was there <laughs> uh and also i didn't know yeah uh, Damon x yeah. Machina is one that people <laughs> should uh shouldn't sleep on either because they i keep hearing more and more about the game and it looks looks pretty awesome for armored core fans um did uh did Even every armored core fans that game looks sick. like i don't care about mech games at all
4: and i think that, that game looks crazy
0: it's because they kind of went into the, more of the anime style and yeah. it, it looks much faster yeah. than an armored core Armored core i don't think people remember it was actually kind of a they were slower, oh, yeah. more Very clunky slow.
3: games. Yeah, yeah the, the, mech, the mechs are just a visualization, and the gameplay is really what's selling it, and it looks amazing. Yeah, they have but the I really thing. like Gundam, so.
0: Oh, yeah, this actually looks closer, I think, to more like Gundam was more, they were more agile. It looks more like that yeah. when they showed the gameplay, and they showed your pilot gets out of the mech, and you actually, like, build your mech up, and you customize it and everything, and you Whoa. customize your pilot. So it looked like there was a lot to it, um, so that looked kind of cool. Uh, did anyone see Red Dead Redemption gameplay video that released today? Mm-hmm. Anyone watch yeah, it? Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm ready for this game because it looks really, really cool. When the gameplay <laughs> when the gameplay uh, release was shown, because I was a little iffy on how deep they were going to get with the game, it looks like they're going to be. It's going to be a pretty deep game there's gonna be a lot to yeah. this thing um and just i mean the visuals that they showed it looks like they're going to be taking advantage of the xbox one x and the ps4 pro really well they have it like almost like full rpg elements to it where you're like yeah. actually like you're, you're keeping morale up in your base and everything in your camp you decide if you're if your main character is good or bad morality wise um oh. so it looks it looks like it's gonna be pretty cool
2: did you see there's tons of interaction functions that's the most interesting thing is when you're walking up to npcs you can choose to have your gun out and do like uh more hostile things or put it away and then it looks like in certain situations things will escalate towards violence and then you decide whether you're going to fist fight them and it looks like there's like a fist fighting system where you're actually on the ground like wrestling and pressing buttons or if you want to like then get out your gun and shoot them and i don't know it looks like they're really trying to make it where you have tons of options for every situation instead of shoot them or shoot them less.
0: They were touting how uh, apparently all of your options that you do and decisions will affect everything in the world around you. I want to see how far that actually goes. How I many we've heard that about games a million times yeah. now.
3: The town the uh, town only has 80 people yeah. living in it. If you kill them all, yeah. the town's empty. <laughs> uh,
0: so I want to see how how predetermined some of that stuff is, but uh Rockstar has been working on this for a, a long time, I think. Um, so I'm ready to see what their next game is because I think they got a little uh, almost complacent with GTA 5's online and how well that sells and how much money it makes. So we'll see if they can prove everyone wrong and release a, a just an amazing open world style Red Dead Redemption game.
4: All I know is I better be able to find a unicorn in the <laughs> game, like I could with
0: Undead Nightmare, <laughs> and ride it around. You but, know, there's going to be like urban legend, myth things in yeah, this, I, just I, like there is in every Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. Uh, UFOs, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, all that stuff. Yeah, you'll you'll see something along that line um in the game and it's gonna be it's gonna be cool i'm looking forward to it it's not until the end of october and october is actually pretty stacked with bigger budget oh, games yeah. with uh call of duty which i care less about call of duty now after the beta <laughs> i know that the idea was for it to go the opposite direction where i care more now i care less um and uh battlefield is more on my radar now so we'll see about that but uh those three games pretty big and then uh megaman 11 which is getting a demo next month really yes mm. so beginning of, i think september 4th is when the demo comes out i, I saw it all earlier platforms are what, uh, certain ones what uh i think all of them i think all of them are. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. and i got really excited so i was like sweet they're probably gonna give us one robot level i'm gonna blast
3: through it excited um <laughs> and what you and i saw from the guys talking about it because they played it the levels are actually kind of long so i wonder what that level was uh was.
0: maximilian right yeah yeah i saw that yeah they said it was the yeah, other they said levels were longer than they thought they'd be so that was exciting they're probably gonna give us one level it'll probably be like a 10 to 15 minute thing and we'll get to play through it have some fun maybe they'll hide something in there or something maybe it'll transfer over to the full game i don't know but i'm looking forward to that it's gonna be really cool i love you know we're getting back more and more to them releasing uh, these companies doing demos a lot more is anyone is that me yeah. is that just me now i'm realizing no, this I'm, we're getting more and more demos now than i remember us ever getting
3: well, for I, the longest time, they kind of had them, but they just called them betas. I should say this yeah, generation, so like,
0: I'm sorry, because back in the day, we would get uh, PlayStation Underground discs or Xbox yeah.
1: discs or anything like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to steal that. Every time I'd be at the grocery store, I'd be like... Open up, the out. Run.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I,
1: uh, be, I think My mom wouldn't buy me the magazine, man. <laughs> I'd get it somehow. Shit. That,
2: the, the thing that uh, people forget is for a long time... People were afraid that demos were making games sell worse. There was some weird study that came out around the release of Resident Evil 5 that said games with demos do not sell as good day one. And so after that study came out way back in the day, everybody got terrified of it. So people purposely stopped doing it. And then a couple of years ago, we started seeing the rise of the betas. And now we're seeing actual demos again. And I think... The nature around it's different, and I think it's actually helping sales again, where it's like, if you get your demo out like a full month early, more people understand what your game is,
0: and they're more likely to pre-order it. I think it really helped Octopath Traveler. I mean, we got, yeah, yeah, we had uh, two demos. One of them was the first three hours of the game, and that game has been selling like hotcakes. Like, there are over a million copies sold. Mild restock in Japan. Went back up on media crates uh, this morning when we took a look at that. And uh, big restock apparently is coming to Japan next week them so we'll see how well it keeps selling i completely think that re7 sold as well as
2: it did because of the beginning hour demo they have that they had this prequel demo that took place before the game starts with a totally different character and it kept updating to have this new mysterious thing here and eventually there's a monster in the basement it created this error around it of like okay like i definitely need to buy this game and figure out how it is i think some so, i feel like
4: yeah. PT. I feel like PT's uh, <laughs> demo kind of played into that as well, because people were like, "Man, why are we not getting PT now?" It's like, yep. Resident Evil Seven shows up with that demo, and it's slightly similar, just in oh, terms yeah. of like a first-person view. And I'm just like, that's what. That's why I bought Resident Evil Seven. Like, because if you had told me that that was a Resident Evil game and nothing else, I would have just been like, I don't know if that's Resident Evil to me.
3: Like, it looks cool, but I don't know. Actually, based on the Octopath thing, we, another question. Based on how well the Octopath Traveler did on the Switch, what games do you think Square should port first to the system?
0: Like port or the... make new ones of? Oh, I mean, port, you got get Chrono Trigger on there.
3: He's, he said port, yeah. I know okay. someone okay. said Chrono Trigger. Honestly, I would rather them, rather than just keep porting, genuinely try to keep putting new stuff mm. out. I mean, Octopath mm. really sold because it's a yeah. new IP. It's a new idea. It has a lot of old mechanics, Yes. But it's something fresh. It's not just like, oh, I've played that a hundred times. I don't but know I really how they haven't moved
0: time. any of the Kingdom Hearts games yet. Even the just the collection of one and two. That seems like easy money to, uh, on the Switch. Um, yeah. They they didn't even give Xbox users the collection. Everyone's pointed this out by now, but they they haven't they didn't bring the collection over, but they're bringing three over. So I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know if Sony and them have like a handshake agreement or something on that, but. That's really weird, but they have a, they have a massive library of games they could bring over. I mean, their PS One days were full of experimentation in the RPG genre, so they could bring some cool stuff over. I think. Zeno. Well, I guess off the cuff, I'd
2: love to see Xenogears Gears come mm. over because that's a game that looks great in HD. Actually, those the mixture of sprites and then three D robots would look fantastic on the Switch. Uh, and then also, I'm a, I really want to see Bravely Default. I feel like Bravely Default and Bravely's Second Layer. Uh, I feel like those games sold better than they expected, but on the Switch, it would find an all-keep teasing
0: it too. They did it; the, they've done it twice now. So, uh-huh. uh, what if instead
4: we of the Secret of Mana remake, we get a completely new Secret of Evermore?
0: Well, they need to bring over that. Yeah, that'd be cool. But they need to bring over that collection now that you bring that up, Rax. There's uh, this <laughs> Secret of Mana collection still stuck in Japan. And that has yeah. the Psychonauts three on it. Um, that's yeah. just it's still stuck in Japan. So I don't know what I don't know what's going through their head with that one. Even if it was just a digital release, they they need to do something with that. That's mm. crazy. Yeah, they, they have a lot of games they could bring over though, and they should. They, they I think they're getting <laughs> I think they're getting on it right now. I think they realize something with Octopath. So they should. I think I also think some of these companies overthink the whole demo thing. Honestly, if your game's good and people have a reason to buy it, they're gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. This is the way it is. I don't think a demo is going to I mean, if it's bad, then yeah,
3: (laughs) I imagine the fear comes from where the demo takes place, because if it takes place in the beginning and you feel like in your game, the beginning is a little too slow compared to what it does become, Mm. because they have that whole like game theory escalation of action, like maybe you don't buy it because, oh, it doesn't feel as pressuring or uh, I don't feel like I'm as powerful as they show in the trailers. Yeah, For some reason, yeah. people seem to disconnect, like, oh, I will become that powerful. I will hit that point. So I, well, Sometimes I, it depends on the game, I guess.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, if you admit, uh, my girlfriend's recently playing through Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn again, and I'm watching her do a second playthrough of it, and uh, the beginning is so slow because you're playing as little kid, Alloy, and just wandering around and investigating stuff. If they made a demo at the beginning of that game, I would not have bought it. I would have been like,
0: I'm all right. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. They'd have, to, they'd have to set up a whole chunk of the game just for the demo. Um, and mm-hmm. give you certain weapons and stuff like that to make it work. But like even the Crisis demo back in the day on PC, I think that one was an interesting case. I think a lot of people just wanted the game just to see if their computer could run it. So they just got the demo and they were like, okay, that's all I wanted to say. I don't need the game. <laughs> uh, if you guys remember that way back in the day. with like th- That was the early days of video cards. I remember that. Um, when, uh, when video cards were becoming really powerful. We were, we were You download it to test it out or to see how good your new video card is. But I, I, liked, I like all these demos coming out. I think it's cool. I like the I like the ones that carry over your stuff to the full game. I think that's awesome. Um, or give you a reason yes. to play it by giving you a little unlock. Yeah, like I said, Valkyrie Chronicles 4, that's worth checking out because it, it carries over. I think it gives you, I'm trying to remember how many chapters. I know I played uh, the first two and I have to double check if there's another one. But uh, it carries over. It's pretty neat. It's worth checking out. Worth checking out. Um, But uh, those are all our topics actually Why don't we talk about what we're doing this weekend Max, what's up? I know you're doing QuakeCon Uh, I'm doing QuakeCon And I guess I'll talk about it since this isn't going to be released for a
2: while But it seems as if I am uh, Allowed to record basically Some of the first Rage 2 gameplay ever I'm going to have I think An hour... Uh, I'm sitting down and playing it uh, and I get to record all of it in like a private room and I get to talk about it. I think on the 21st uh, and I'm also doing an uh, over the shoulder. I have a cameraman who's going with me so that I can film some of the first like real gameplay of uh, elder Scrolls blades. Mm. I'm real curious about that. Cause right now it's on cell phones, but they're saying that they very shortly after its cell phone release next year, I think they want to put it on switch and PS4 and Xbox one, like sequentially
3: it's, it's supposed to go across everything yeah. and work between yeah. all of it
2: so uh i'm gonna have a cameraman that way i can get real good hd footage it's gonna be off-screen footage of it but i actually want to in my i think i get uh an hour of private time with that as well so i also want to try and run around and see if i can smash some pots and upgrade a character and see what that's like and let you know early on if those are gonna be awesome they so got, that's uh, uh, doom eternal should be there too you're gonna try to squeak some footage with that mm-hmm. too I, I, I just going to the press room. I'm going to see it, but I don't think it's going to be hands on at mm. all. I think they're just going to do like a 20 minute thing where they show us gameplay. Okay. And okay. I, I am thinking, uh, depending on, I'm trying to go to the, uh, fallout thing. There's going to be a fallout 76 event there Ooh. and Todd Howard is going to be up on stage. I'm going to be hanging out with uh, Mr. Matty plays, you know, he's like the huge fallout YouTuber uh we're gonna go there together and uh, wander around and uh see if we can figure out what fallout 76 is about
0: cool that'll be neat that'll be fun to see i mean they have have the beta coming in uh, october also
2: yes Uh, first on xbox one so uh if you want to be the absolute first person in the world that's mm -hmm. where you gotta go
0: and they're not gonna they're not going to steam either they're skipping steam so that'll be interesting (laughs) too uh what about uh what about sean what we got what we got this weekend
1: we will be at long island retro saturday and sunday um so make sure you come out to that cradle of aviation, garden city, New York should be a good time. A lot of people will be there and then I don't know. I'll probably have some videos up on the channel or something. I don't, I don't really know, but yeah, cool.
0: That'd be fun. Racks. You're going to be at long Island also retro.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Come by to hang out. Are you going to be there both days.
4: Yeah, I have actually, uh, I'm going to be there both days. I got a hotel room. So I'll be, st- I'm going up Friday night. Um, I'll be staying there Saturday and Sunday. So hopefully I'll, you know, be around hanging out.
0: Cool, cool. And uh are finish you finish off some of my Castlevania collection? Are you guys are you guys going to be selling there? Booth or anything?
4: Uh I I'm not. My my girlfriend's going to be doing her whole thing.
0: Oh, so. cool, cool. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, you guys were selling some cool stuff like pins and stuff last time, right? So Yeah, she does
4: like an enamel pin business. So It's very awesome. Go.
0: So go by tomorrow and check out their booth. It'll be good. And then, uh, Evan, you're, you're actually going to be the only one staying back, I guess. What are you, what are you, you doing? We Happy Few and then some other stuff. I got to rip through
3: this <laughs> We Happy Few thing because the new one, again, I said the the version I have now looks a lot better than what we thought they were giving us, so I definitely need to rip into it.
0: You'll probably check out. I mean, you might have already, by the time this goes up, Dragon Ball Fighters on the Switch, since you'll probably check that out Friday anyway, yesterday. Yeah, I'll take
3: a crack at that. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, hopefully you get some video footage up or your opinion on it and how it runs and everything. So that'll be good to see. Uh, but I guess that's going to do it for Episode 71 of the uh, this one podcast. More. Anything one else? One more
3: Discord. Okay. Yeah, one more Discord question. The last I question? guess we didn't really touch on it because, I mean, we already talked about the Spyro stuff a long time ago. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on Nintendo requiring downloads for physical release games? I'm talking specifically about the Banner Saga Trilogy, which originally was digital. So now they're releasing a physical with partial download requirement. What's the point of making a physical version to get a download? Sucks.
0: It's dumb. Yeah, it's not I, even Hate the it. even Spyro on now we see on the PS4 and Xbox One apparently is going to do the same thing. It's weird. I don't really get it. Uh, when they did with my
4: Mega Man games, I was just like,
0: I told you, man. Yeah, I bought it, and I was like, there's a code in here, and they didn't even yeah. give you anything extra. At least the Mega Man Legacy One gave you a little cloth. Give me anything. (laughs) It 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 reminds me
2: so much. Remember when they were first talking about what we at the time we were calling the Xbox 720 and Microsoft, like there were some Microsoft leaks that were saying that they were thinking about uh, the plan was to have the Xbox 720 or now as we know, the Xbox one was going to be purely digital. And they were saying that you were going to buy a box. They were saying you'd buy a box at GameStop because they thought it was important to still have a physical representation in stores, and you'd open it up, and it would just be a download code inside it. And it sucks that here we are five years later, and we still ended up
0: with that crappy future. Hmm. I mean, GameStop even prints some of the codes out in their receipts now. I don't even know why they have a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's honestly, that is the future we're, we're going towards, though. I think everyone realizes this by now, um, that digital future, it's coming up quick it is, so I don't know. There's no point. I mean, they'll, they'll have the stuff on the shelves, I guess, so you can still look at the back of the box and everything, but it's going to be a weird future.
3: Well, I remember, I remember way back we were talking about the amount of people in this country specifically who don't have internet access and why mm-hmm. companies shouldn't switch from physical to just digital, and these might be more of a test to see how much it might hurt sales of some games. Just to mm. see, like, how if everyone has access somehow, maybe they go to their library and download it or something along those lines. If they went full digital, how much would their market share get impacted? So that mm. might be what's going on here.
0: It could be, man. I don't know. It's uh, who knows. I mean, it's Comcast, Verizon, and them need to step up their game. That's all I know.
3: Yeah, countrywide so, internet,
0: dude. Yeah. I, I mean, Max, you were having
2: a hard time with your internet recently. Yes, a lot. My internet keeps going down randomly and it's very annoying because it's like, this is uh, the only internet service provider in my entire area is uh, Spectrum. And it's one of the things where it's like, when your internet goes down, you just, do I just not play? Do I have a dead, like, it drives me crazy stuff like this of like, when my internet goes down, if a game requires a download and I'm supposed to be reviewing it, if my internet goes down, even if I have a physical disc, then do I just not get to make a video? Do I not pay yeah. my bills that month because internet sucks? Like An all-digital future irks me for a lot of reasons, but even on the professional side, it particularly irks me.
0: Yeah. Mm. And we only have Comcast in our area. There's just one internet. Pres- yeah. There are some people who have multiple and they don't get it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of places where there's just one. <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> so that's just the way it is. Uh, but is that, uh, that all the questions then, Evan? That is everything okay. cleared. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that's going to do it for episode 71 of the Spawncast. Thanks to Rax for joining us. Where can Thank they find you. you, man?
4: Uh, You can find me at the channel RaxTheGreat, no spaces, uh, youtube.com forward slash RaxTheGreat. Um, trying to get some more content up. It's been pretty tough just doing the whole running a business thing. But um, I think in the very, very near future, I will get back to being able to do regularly scheduled uploads and get more live streams up. So looking forward to that you have something
0: you have something coming up anyway right your uh uh, game for the switch you're checking out
4: yeah i actually have a uh a little you know kind of like a late Mm -hmm. review of this game aquamoto racing utopia um you know look out for that so go hit that subscribe button
0: there you go (laughs) there you go and what about
2: max where can they find him man? youtube.com slash dreamcast guy um of course i've got QuakeCon videos coming up. I got a bunch of reviews coming up. And uh, I actually want to do a big live stream when Shinmu comes out. I think I'm going to uh, try and live stream at least like four or five hours of it because I'm just so freaking excited. So if you're not subscribed already, uh, well, I'm going to be doing
1: some uh, Dreamcasty good content real soon. Cool. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. And then uh, Sean, find me at RGT85. Um, Like I said, I don't really know what's going on video-wise this weekend. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. will <laughs> be something. Sounds
0: good. And Then uh, you can check Evan out on Twitter, of course, uh, and yeah. he's going to be doing We Happy Few. And I, I assume he probably, honestly, by the time you see this, he might have already done a Dragon Ball Fighters video, just with his thoughts, impressions, and the gameplay and how it plays. So um, check that out too. Should be good. And uh, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining us, and um, we'll see you. We'll see you next week, Saturday night nine nine p.m. Eastern. We should be uh, live then. We just it was a weird situation because we we're all away this weekend. So uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next weekend, though.